housing for the aged action group, Hague for short, a housing group for older people run by older people. Present Raise the Roof! We advocate for secure, affordable and appropriate housing. So listen up on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. That's right, you're listening to Raise the Roof, the Housing for the Age Action Group show here on 3CR. My name's Shane, I'm here with Fiona. How are you doing, Fiona? I'm really well, Shane. How are you? I'm good with this special Valentine's Day edition of Raise the Roof, the show where we love public housing. Uh, That will be the last Valentine's Day reference of the show, I guess. (laughs) Um, Another special occasion is the 3CR subscriber drive this week. We'll be talking some more about that a bit later, um, why you should subscribe and how you could subscribe. Um, but first up, we're going to hear from Fiona. We're going to hear from the National Housing Conference, which we attended last year, and I hosted a panel about older people's housing issues. We had some really great speakers, and we have some recordings from that. First of all, we're going to hear from Luke Garswood, who is from Western Australia, Connect Care, and he's going to, ooh, is that what they're called? Connect Vic Park. And he is going to talk about how his organisation rejuvenated some really um, old independent living units into a community hub for older people. So we'll go straight into that now. Thanks, Fiona. Uh, Thanks very much, Fiona. Um, appreciate the opportunity to speak today and I too would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land that we're meeting on and acknowledge that this is Aboriginal country and um, I suppose lend my support to very reasonable request from Aboriginal people across Australia for voice, treaty and truth. Um, So it's great to have the opportunity to speak today and um, I'll um, bore you with some PowerPoint slides. Um, But I uh, hope to keep it a bit interesting for you. Um, Our mission at Connectvic Park is to collaborate with older people to increase wellbeing and support ageing in community by providing housing and services. Um, Older people have made it clear to us that they want to be actively engaged in their ageing journey and their community, and they want to be treated with respect for their lifetime of experience and their skills. Um, not patronised or treated differently because of their age. And sadly, uh, the experience of a lot of older people is is just that, uh, particularly as they interface with the aged care system. From this base, we developed our housing and hub approach. Um, We know from operating our 70 social housing units uh, and from our contact with hundreds of older people through our hub, our village hub, that for many getting older can be a time of growth, an opportunity to pursue interests outside of paid work and invest in, in, invest in important relationships. So there's definitely an upside. Um, but we do know it can also throw up challenges, increased health conditions and disability, a reduced income and sense of purpose after finishing paid work and potential for increased social isolation or loneliness. We know that the older we get, the more likely we are to live alone. Sometimes our housing is sort of designed around that. Uh, We operate mostly 30 square metre bed sitters, which are tiny homes all stacked on top of each other. Um, Evidence collected in 2019 found that of all age groups, 
people aged 75 and over reported the highest levels of loneliness. Um, the World Health Organization's Age-Friendly Communities Framework reminds us that opportunities for social participation, civic participation and social inclusion are equally as important as things like housing, health and transport for ageing well. And, um, you know, I was particularly inspired to present today after uh, reading Ahuri's 2021 paper, Ageing Well in Public Housing, where Faulkner and others report that if more older people are to experience successful tenancies, housing providers need to ensure safety and a secure tenure, build and maintain functional communities, and facilitate independence, choice, health, and ongoing participation and contribution to the community. So we've been having a good stab at that at uh, Connectvic Park in Perth, and I wanna to talk to you a bit more about that. And as Fiona mentioned, older people make up a third of public and community housing tenants. And with an ageing population, we would argue that this is every housing provider's business. Um, this stuff about participation and contribution to the community, independence, choice, health, uh, and yet we don't see that in a lot of housing uh, discussions. So these needs were well understood by the founders of our organisation when we opened the first senior citizen centre in WA in 1960 and started building uh, what became 70 one-bedroom and bedsitter units, uh, all scattered down the street amongst um, the rest of the neighbourhood and primary school and all of the other things uh, within walking distance of our, our centre shops and public transport. So it's a, it's a great uh, model that's been around for a long time. But from 2015, we started working with interested tenants and other local older people to better understand what their current aspirations are. And so in 2018, we established the first village hub in WA based on the village movement from Boston in the US. Um, and we utilised the strengths and talents of older people to cultivate social connection, healthy ageing, lifelong learning and mutual support. So there are now, uh, we've been operating for just over five years with the Village Hub. There are now more than 300 financial members of the Village Hub, including our tenants and many others who use the Hub. So our Hub is made up of uh, members volunteering their skills and time to lead interest groups. Um, to they can access one-to-one -one help from each other and from staff. They attend workshops on issues impacting on independent living and wellbeing and join paid classes with professional facilitators and attend social events. So it's a, it's a pretty big offering with more than 25 things happening uh, every week out of our centre. Um, so as you can see, a lot happening and uh, the great thing about it is that it's um, open to our broad community. Um, uh, while we specially target our tenants, it's open to anyone over 55. And in fact, um, we don't turn anyone away. Um, so in terms of our impact of the Village Hub, um, since establishing the Hub in January 2018, we've recorded more than 62,000 attendances uh, and over 20,000 volunteer hours, uh, averaging around 13,500 attendances and 4,000 volunteer hours a year now. Uh, we know anecdotally that many friendships and connections that were developed at the hub are flourishing outside of our four walls. 
And we also know from responses to validated quality of life measures that participants in our hub experience a better quality of life. Uh, so a couple of graphs, if you can see. Um, at commencement of the Village Hub in 2018, around 61% of respondents reported they had a good or excellent quality of life. Um, and by 2021, that had increased to 86%. There were also improvements reported in levels of physical energy, ease in meeting new people, access to information to support independence, and sense of belonging. We've also regularly surveyed people using a tool called Culture Counts, and in 648 responses, uh, 80 to 90% of hub participants consistently report positive impacts on physical and mental wellbeing, feeling connected, safe and welcome. Um, we've partnered with the University of Western Australia and had researchers also uh, explore uh, impacts of our program. Um, and they found that participants in our hub experienced increased motivation to engage, increased social connections and improved their levels of exercise. And this is now uh, being published in journals by the CSIRO and Johns Hopkins University. Our hub is now part of a randomised controlled trial uh, that UWA is conducting along with Royal Perth Hospital that will explore the benefits of our approach for people aged 50 and over with chronic health conditions. So what does that mean for our tenants? Um, so for our tenants, uh, it allows us to provide more than a roof. Um, and there's a bunch of our material at the back of the hall if anyone wants to take it uh, when they leave. Um, the free membership and the close proximity of the hub to the tenants' housing allows them to access opportunities they need for a good quality of life and a successful tenancy. So, so far, 64% of our current tenants have utilised the hub at some time, uh, with many using it frequently. Uh, tenants actually run our community lunch, our weekly bingo fundraising and our older adults outdoor adventure kayaking and bushwalking program. They're active participants in our choir, book club, creative writing group and our dancing and physical activity classes. They also receive one-to-one -one assistance from each other and staff, including with digital literacy. Um, the values that drive our hub also inform our tenancy engagement strategies and we've successfully supported the development of a fire awareness brigade and a group dedicated to waste management and recycling from within our tenants and we've got an active gardening group. A housing officer uses rent inspections to, to explore tenant satisfaction with their level of social connection and support and supported referrals are made where these are required. And we have an in-house maintenance officer who's based at the units, who's also got great people skills, uh, and he's also there to help ensure tenants' needs are met. Um, just to give you some specific feedback from our tenants about their uh, feeling around our housing and hub approach, um, on a five-point scale from strongly agree to strongly disagree, tenants overwhelmingly report that they feel their unit is their home much more than a rental. Um, that they're a part of a community, that they can approach us for support, and that they feel safe and secure in their home. So I don't know if you can see the measures there, but you know, it's a, at least 80% of tenants are responding that. So while we would love to see more of our tenants engaged in the hub, it's only 64% at this stage, 80% of 81% of tenants say that they feel a part of a strong community, uh, right up to you know 90% for some of the measures. Um, 
Tenants also report that they are very satisfied or satisfied with the overall quality of the housing service at 90%, um, and that the maintenance and the condition of their units is also highly satisfactory. We find this particularly pleasing because our units are mostly 40 to 50 years old. They're bedsitters, uh, or more than, most of them bedsitters, and um, they have original kitchens and bathrooms. So while we've been working to address that and, and have refurbished almost half of them, um, to have those sort of high satisfaction levels in some very old stock is, uh, I think, in, um, I suppose speaks volumes about what else you can do when you've got uh, some pretty old housing. Um, in terms of the benefits for the organisation, um, you know, these figures might not sound high to you, but for a very small organisation with 70 um, tenants or 70 um, dwellings, um, the addition of the hub has increased our staff and our income, or our income's increased our staff, and our capacity to respond to tenant needs. It's also increased our relevance in our local community and has grown our network of supporters and partners. Both Connect and our tenants benefit from these broader networks. So, you know, these things don't cost nothing. Uh, we've invested approximately $400,000 over five and a half years in the hub. But it's raised more than $1.2 million in funding and grants, memberships, fees and donations since this time. The increased income allowed us to increase our staff cover and strengthen the capacity of our small team to address tenant needs and run a professional, professional housing service. And uh, we've also recently received $1.1 million in grants to improve our housing and achieve registration as a community housing provider um, and, and believe that this would not have been possible if we'd remained inward looking and solely focused on meeting the needs of our own small tenant group. So um, in conclusion, I just um, would like to, to say that our housing in the hub model does address many of those key ingredients that Faulkner and others identified in 2021. Safety and security, supporting independence, choice and health, and facilitating community participation and contribution. Uh, and we've got more sustainable and successful tenancies as a result. Um, our efforts to build a supportive community has been assisted by our positive approach to ageing, our commitment to collaboration and building on the considerable skills and strengths of older people and by being actively inclusive. Um, we'd say if you're not already, and I'm sure that the fact you're here is a, is a good indication, um, that it's time to pay attention to the environments that older tenants are living in. And it's not just about the buildings. Um, it's time to facilitate positive opportunities for ageing well. We need a commitment from housing providers so that older people have that better quality of life and that tenancies don't fail. Because for this cohort, if tenancies fail, it can often mean um, pretty dire outcomes, including premature admission to residential aged care. So we believe this approach is transferable to other locations and organisations interested in providing better tenant outcomes for this growing cohort and we're ready to share our knowledge and experience to help this happen. Thanks for your time. That was Luke Garswood from Connect Vic Park and you're listening to Race the Reef on 3CR. Um, it's actually a subscriber drive at 3CR this week. Uh, if you don't know, 3CR is a not-for-profit community organisation. Our subscribers are vital for our financial independence and our ability to bring you 
I mean, frankly, niche content like older people's housing issues regularly. Niche but interesting. Niche but important. Niche I mean, that's the real thing. Very right? important. Like, uh, I feel like older people's housing issues bubble up into the mainstream once every five years or so, uh, and people are scandalised. But we're doing that work week in, week out, um, trying to keep that at the forefront of people's minds and to try and uh, offset some of the youth bias that there can be in some sort of some sorts of uh, community and progressive news and activism and in housing debates generally housing debates generally fiona's great bugbear that there are too many homeless too many too much attention on homeless young people who cares about the young people uh sorry that's not really what she says (laughs) it's not what i say i felt like the taskmaster just then little alex horn has told me there's too much attention to young homeless people uh 3cr relies on our listeners to become subscribers to support us to remain on air online and on point Uh, that was a good talking point um Keep critical conversations from diverse perspectives on the air by becoming a 3CR subscriber. So you can do that by dropping into the station to subscribe in person. Uh, you can give us a ring on 03 9419 uh, anytime Monday to Friday 9 to 5. Or you can pay online by heading to our website which is www.3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. Perfect. So we're going to hear a little bit more from the National Housing Conference in a moment. But first of all, we'll play some announcements about exactly how you can subscribe. Are you a 3CR subscriber? We really need our listeners to subscribe to the station. Call 03 9419 8377 or sign up online at 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. What's taking place in Palestine is horrendous. The people of Gaza who have survived ethnic cleansing, three wars and a 16-year siege are now facing the biggest attacks ever mounted against them. This will only stop if governments like ours demand that it stop. Here are some ways that you can keep yourself informed and involved. Listen in to Palestine Remembered every Saturday morning at 9.30am or listen to the podcast. Join the APAN mailing list at apan.org.au for updates, news about actions you can get involved in and where you can donate to provide humanitarian assistance. Listen to other news and current affairs programs on 3CR that also cover Palestine. The oppression of the Palestinian people has been going on for 75 years. It has to stop. You can be part of making that happen by staying informed and active. APAN is a proud supporter of 3CR. One of the people that was at the National Housing Conference was Dee, who is a resident of the Audrey Rainford House that Wintringham has been running, and she is going to talk a little bit about the impact of having housing um, on her own life. And one of the really important things about 3CR is that we hear from the voice of older people who have actually experienced the issue that we're talking about. So we're now going to hear from Dee. Good morning, everybody. My name is Dee. Sorry, I'm nervous. (laughs) My name is Dee. I have been one of the lucky residents of the Audrey Rainford House in Melbourne, Victoria for the last 14 months. Unfortunately, my life prior to this for the last seven years was dealing with domestic and family violence, which in turn led to homelessness, mental health issues, drug addiction, and being in extremely dangerous situations. Five of these years were spent couch surfing 
hotels, in ho sorry, in hotels and motels and in boarding rooms. In 2020, during COVID, I was offered supported housing, supported crisis accommodation, sorry, with Osman House. Once I had stable accommodation, I was able to start working towards my goals. With the support of my workers, I got on the Bibidol program to help with my drug dependence. I sought mental health and trauma counselling, reconnected with a GP and addressed my housing issues. After eight months, I was offered long-term housing with Winteringham through the H2H program with support from Melbourne City Mission and Unison. Winteringham has offered me safety by providing me with 24-hour CCT security, five days a week of various supports after and an after-hours concierge. They also offer an awesome rec team with activities for tenants to help with social connection. And it's also given me a quiet, peaceful place to enjoy my gardening and painting, which is so important to my mental health. Since being, sorry, since being settled into, a secu into my secure, safe home, I have remained successful at being abstinent from all drug use. I've had my dental concerns treated and, all, and been able to recover from serious health issues and to prioritise my overall physical and mental health wellbeing. Going forward, I wish to start studying to work as an AADP support worker to establish myself as a happy and productive member of the community. I am now involved in a community group called Need to Know, who publish a magazine with information that provides um, Oh, sorry, that provides information to be able to survive the streets and stories of hope and inspiration. This group is incredibly important to me as it's given me a platform to use my lived experience to help others in the homeless community. <laughs> sorry, I'm shaking. <clears throat> Whilst living at Audrey has been wonderful, I think that they could benefit from having a rec room that could run classes on upskilling and workshops on personal wellbeing, health, first aid as such, to provide a place for tenants to learn and socialise in a familiar and friendly environment. I also believe that having regular support from, an AOD, from AOD counsellors will be extremely helpful with people um, still, still battling with uh, their addiction and recovery to stop the um, to stop the cycle of homelessness. I would like to say thank you, as I am extremely grateful for all of my support, as I don't believe my recovery would have been as successful without it. Thanks for listening to my story. <laughs> I made it. Where does the profit your power company makes end up? If you join CoPower, you get to decide where 100% of our revenue goes. So while we work to dismantle the whole broken energy market, our members are building the world they want to live in by supporting strike funds, renewables projects, anti-poverty initiatives, and much more. So change your power company and then start changing everything else. That's what CoPower is all about. Victorian energy fact sheets and basic plan information documents are available at cooperativepower.org.au. For clear advice on the right plan for you, contact us on 03 9068 A 3CR supporter. That sounded good. I want to get onto co-power. I'm, I'm gonna, on co-power. Uh, I'm going to switch my electricity thing. You should. You should yeah. have done it years ago.
Well, you should have played that community service announcement <laughs> years ago. Um, so I guess we're going to talk a little bit more now just about subscribing to 3CR. I mean, I really do think it is a valuable station. Um, it has over 120 weekly shows with, a, I mean, a really pretty incredible range of, of topics that aren't well covered in the mainstream. Uh, special broadcasts like Invasion Day recently. Um, there's been a bunch from the Palestine rallies, uh, the Trans Day of Visibility, things like that. They let you do your weird little niche hobby thing about uh, all uh, sorts of things. All sorts of things. Yep. Uh, anything forests. that you anything that you can. <laughs> forest is not a weird. Topic of excuse me, a weird niche hobby. <laughs> I mean, it's what it is. Um, yeah, it's really good because also if you are learning how to do media. It's a great practicing ground. So lots and lots of people that have ended up going on to, you know, I guess bigger things have started at 3CR. Why have I, I wasn't gone on to bigger things? I don't know, but I wasn't going to say better things because they're not better. But 3CR really is an incredible example of massive media diversity. And what we could have if we didn't have such terrible, lame media in, in this country. Um, and I think podcasting has really revolutionised listenership to to the station but well you can listen to our show and other 3cr shows on your favorite podcast app you can but it is all volunteer run and mainly based on donations and having that regular subscribing kind of group of people that can also have a say into the management of the station so you can vote in the committee of management you can get involved in all sorts of other ways if you're a subscriber so subscribing is better than donating i reckon Okay, and you also get there's some discounts and stuff you can get around town. You do. Um, yeah. Subscribe. It's pretty cheap. Uh, it's forty dollars unwaged or concession or pensioner. Uh, Eighty dollars waged for a band or organisation. It's one hundred and fifty bucks. Or there's a solidarity rate of three hundred. Uh, I'm on the eighty dollar waged rate. Bargain. Couldn't couldn't Bargain. couldn't be better. Yeah. Um, should I give out the details about how to subscribe again? I reckon. I reckon. So, office a station is open uh, in Fitzroy. From 9 to 5, Monday to Friday, you can drop in. Uh, you can give us a ring during those hours on 9419 8377, uh, or you can go to the website, 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. You can even set up a recurring subscription so you don't need to worry about this next year. Just uh, Until your just credit card expires, which has happened to me, but you know. Actually, oh. I got hacked. You should, listen to the, you should listen to the Consumer Action Law Centre show we did on scams. That is definitely what happened to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> doesn't matter. Anyway, we should also give out details about HAG. Yeah, because we're nearly out of time, aren't we? Yeah, we? yeah. Um, so, if you want to get in touch with HAG, um, Fiona is making some strange head movements at the moment. Uh, okay, if you want to get in touch with HAG, if you want to um, be involved in things like advocacy at the housing conference or with politicians, uh, activism, uh, policy advocacy, that sort of thing, give us a call on 9654 7389. I've got an annual general meeting coming up tomorrow. Just can, general meeting. Sorry, that's right. Just got a general meeting coming up tomorrow. Uh, it's not too late to get involved, become a member, come along. Probably come along if you're not a member. Come I guess. along and make a little house. We're making little houses. Come along and make a little house. That will be a cardboard house. It will not be a shelter of any kind. Um, but they do look cool. Um, you'll get lunch, I assume. You'll yeah. get lunch. Um, Kevin from City Limits is a big fan of the Hag lunches. The. Uh, so that details of the general meeting are 11 a.m., I believe, yeah. at Ross House. That's 247 Flinders Lane, Melbourne. Um, what else is happening apart from making little houses? I think we want to play a song from one of our members. Oh, well, I haven't given out the phone numbers oh, yet. Oh, well, give out the phone numbers. Sorry, I thought you were, I thought your gestures meant we should kill time. <laughs> I was filling time. I was inviting people to the office. All right. So if you want to get in touch, you can call us on 9654-7389. 
Uh, or if you're an older person in Victoria who wants needs some advice, needs some help, uh, give us a call on one 765 178. That's one three hundred seven six five one seven eight. We want to shout out our uh, member Terence. Uh, I won't give you his surname, I guess. Terence, uh, a member, a passionate supporter, uh, former committee management member, uh, donated some music this week. So we're going to hear a song from Carol King. I don't know who that is. I got to be honest. Oh my god! It's called "I Feel the Earth Move," which is our other little Valentine tribute <laughs> for the week. Thanks, Terence. We love you. Happy Valentine's and Day, And we're going to play this CD. See you later. Bye. <laughs>